Welcome, everybody, to the Skill Development Playbook Podcast. I am your host, Coach TJ. Season 6, episode number 28. We're actually going to do, or I'm actually going to do, a part 2 to the ball handling uh, episode that I did last week. Last week, we walked on, or we focused on dribbling. And this week, we're going to focus on passing and catching. So, in this episode, we're going to talk about development and kind of what I do with with players when it comes to passing and catching. And again, this is not going to be a episode where I give you a bunch of drills, but just give you some ideas and some things to understand and and know. So when you are teaching passing and catching, you'll have a, a good idea of what to do. Uh, so before we get into that, uh, let me just welcome everybody. Uh, you know, if this is your first time listening to the show, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to come on and, and just really you know, be a part of the team and listen to this episode. Uh, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Um, and if I say anything on this show that you like, that you felt was informative or it was, you know, some good information, then I want you to share it. Share it with your, with your uh, uh, circle of influence. Share it with your, with your coaches, your, your friends and your players or whoever else you think would might need to listen to this show or, or be able to benefit from this episode. So season six, episode number 28, we're talking about ball handling and we're going to focus on passing and catching. So let's get right on into it. So like I said last week, developing ball handling actually includes dribbling, passing and catching. A lot of times people just typically think that ball handling is dribbling, but I like to include the skills of passing and catching. And you also got to remember, remember that there are four ways you need to be able to do this. Stationary, on the move versus pressure and in traffic. And if you can do that, if you can perform those three skills, dribbling, passing and catching in those four situations, then you got a pretty good grasp of the skills and kind of understand what to do. So let's get into it more specifically. Let's talk how to develop passing. When I'm working with players on passing, I like to start in the stationary position, all right? And this is great for beginners. Now, if you have players that are a little more experienced, a little more advanced, they understand how to pass and they understand the teaching points and, and, and what you like to focus on, then you can use stationary passing just as, um, you know, a warm-up or to sharpen some skills or to keep things tight. But I, I wouldn't use stationary passing. And stationary passing could be up against the wall or with a partner. I really wouldn't use stationary passing as a way to say, hey, we're, we're making bad passes and turning the ball over. Um, let's do some stationary partner passing or something like that because that's not really going to translate over to the game. But that's for a different episode. Um, but it's great for beginners. It's great for a uh, warm-up. It's great for those advanced players to you know to just get some reps in. But here are my teaching points. These are the things that I like to emphasize when I'm working with players and, and they're learning how to, to, to pass the basketball. Number one, and this is no in no particular order, but number one, load up the ball with your hand behind the ball. So what I like for players to do is get that ball up by their shoulder. I don't really focus a lot on the two-handed chest pass. It's more of a push pass, right hand, left hand push pass. And I want them to get their hand behind the ball, load it up at their shoulder. Number two, when they're getting ready to pass it, I want them to snap their wrist and lock their elbow. Snap their wrist, lock their elbow. Um, when you're snapping your wrist, it's a universal follow through. So when you dribble, pass, and shoot, 
you should snap your wrist. You should have some type of wrist movement. And so we, we work on that. Um, frame up your pass. So I tell players you need to frame your pass. And what I, what I do is on the receiver, we're going to go shoulder to shoulder, hip to hip. Shoulder to shoulder, hip to hip. If I can frame my pass at their shoulders or at their hips or anywhere in between that midsection, sometimes we tell players to pass it to their numbers, pass it to their name, you know, hit them in the chest. Anywhere in there, I know that that player is, is framing up their pass. And if I'm a shooter, and whether I'm on the move or I'm stationary, if that pass is in that area within my frame, I know that I can. I don't have to reach for it. I don't have to bend over for it. I don't have to reach outside my frame. But I know I can catch it in good rhythm and raise up and shoot. The next thing that I tell players that need to understand when it comes to passing is balance. You have to be on balance. I don't want players, you know, leaning to the left, leaning to the right, falling forward, falling backwards. And if you're working with beginner players, what you will see is when you tell players to step towards the receiver, like if you tell them to step with their right foot when they make that pass, a lot of times those inexperienced players will lift up their left foot or their pivot foot. So we have to teach them how to stay down and not lift that foot up because that lifting that, that back foot up can get you off balance. And then the last uh, teacher point that I have, again, it goes with the balance. It's that short step. Not every time that you pass, you're going to step towards your receiver, but I want them to step towards their receiver. So that just gets them in the, in the notion of understanding footwork because footwork is going to be very important when you're learning how to pass. So again, my, uh, my teaching points, number one, load up the ball with your hand behind the ball. Number two, snap your wrist, lock your elbow. Number three, frame up your pass. Number four, have balance. And then number five, you're going to take a short step towards your receiver. Now, these rules are these teaching points. These are the foundations, okay? It sets the standard for all passes made. So it doesn't matter what pass you make, those are the standards. If I'm making a push pass, whether I'm pushing straight ahead or across my body, I want to lock out my elbow and I want to snap my wrist. If I'm making an over-the-shoulder pass, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lock out my elbow and I'm going to snap my wrist. Now, if I'm making an over-shoulder pass, it might be a little bit of, a, of an elbow bend, but for the most part, I'm, I'm going to lock out my arm as much as possible, but I am going to snap my wrist. Uh, the footwork is going to be good. So these are just some things that, that you want to always look for when you're teaching players how to pass. Um, now, this can be pass and catch. Or a player can make a dribble move. Okay, you can also add different types of footwork, pivots, jabs, and or pass fakes. So now, if I'm doing stationary passing, right? That's what we're talking about, stationary passing. So those tips I just I just mentioned is it has to do with stationary passing. I can have a player and a, a partner, and they can just pass and catch. Push pass, right hand push pass, left hand push pass, bounce passes, over the head pass, behind the back pass, whatever. Those passes can just be pass and catch. Or I can add a dribble move. Two pound dribbles and pass. I can go pound dribble side to side between the legs. I can make any type of little combination I want, or I can have them come up with their own combination. Um, and then the last thing, I, I can add my feet. I can add some type of footwork. I can add some type of pivot, some type of jab, 
anything that I want to to add to that to give them a different type of dynamic when it comes to passing. And again, this is stationary. So do you have to necessarily just say, okay, we're going to start with stationary. They're going to learn this for a certain number of time and then we're going to move on. No, you don't necessarily have to do that. But, you know, stationary is a good place to start. It kind of gives you an idea of how players can pass. If you're looking at a couple of players and they have a good understanding of how to pass, push pass, you know, uh, bounce pass, then you can add something to it. You might add the footwork. You might add the dribble. You might add the dribble and the footwork. And then you kind of see where they are along those lines. All right, so the first thing I like, I like for the players to be able to do uh, is start stationary. The second thing they got to be able to do is on the move. Now, th- now, this has three different meanings when we say on the move. Either the passer can be moving when the pass is made, the player receiving can be moving, or the passer and the receiver can be moving. So if the passer is moving, the passer, this could be like something off the dribble where they pass to a player in the corner and that player is spotted up, right? The receiver can be moving. The player can have the ball at the top of the key. Uh, player on the wing could cut to the basket, backdoor cut, boom, we make the pass, he got a layup. Or player can have the ball at the top of the key, uh, player in the corner receives a screen, he's running to the wing, making the pass, catch and shoot. Or passer and receiver can be moving. So you can have a player that's in the slot, they dribble towards the top of the key, player on the wing is running towards the slot, he cuts back door, you got to make a pass, Right? Uh, the player could have the ball at the top of the key. They drive, drive middle. Player in the wing drifts to the corner. We got to be able to make that pass to the player in the corner. So when you're passing, you got to be able to pass uh, uh, stationary to a moving target. You got to be able to pass on the move to a moving target. You got to be able to pass on the move to a stationary target. So it's just different things you want to be able to do. And we don't necessarily always think about it in that sense, but that's what you want to be able to do as a, as a player. So an example of this, uh, just like I, I just gave you, but another example would be a, like two-line passing where you have uh, players at the block, you have a partner passing, and then you're moving down the court, right? Um, when, when I do that drill, I like for players to run instead of shuffle. And, and I know... Some coaches sometimes have players shuffle uh, because they're working on defensive slides or the defensive stance, but I like for players to actually run. Um, but these are some of the things I look at. Like, can they run in a straight line? <laughs> and that sounds crazy, but inexperienced players, they'll start on the block. They either end up very wide away from each other or they end up right next to each other. So can they run in a straight line and maintain their distance? Uh, can players make accurate passes? So even if it's not a two-line, you know, um, two-line passing drill or whatever, passing on the move, if if the if the passer has the ball and they're driving middle, and someone is drifting to the corner or someone is lifting to the wing, can they pass it to them and it be accurate? Can they frame that pass off the dribble on the move? So those are some of the things that, that I try to look for when, when a player is passing the ball on the move. If a player, let's say a point guard gets an outlet, they're dribbling the ball up the floor, you got a wing player that's on the wing that's, that's running their lane, can that player pass it up the court 
and be accurate with his pass, his or her passes? Can they hit that big run into the front rim, right? Can that point guard throw that pass up the floor so that big could catch it and then finish at the rim? So those are some of the things you want to look for. All right, so we're talking about uh, passing development. Uh, number one, we talked about being able to pass from a stationary position. Then we talked about on the move. Um and now we're going to get into what? Let, well, let me add this. Let me add. Let me add something else to this. Um, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. So one more thing I want to add to that before we move on. You can also make your passing a little more game like. Like I just told you about how you can pass off the off a of half court drives, right? And that's a little more game like also. Um, but it but it depends on how you set that up. But you can also make it a little more game-like and focus on passing by putting player in game situations like pick and rolls, uh, post-ups, you know, players coming off of screens, you know, all these different type of basketball concepts. It could be uh, against, you know, a half-court trap. It could be you know, a number of different things that you can work on to focus on passing that help those players uh, be able to be able to make passes in different situations. So the the passing aspect of that, when you're working on passing, it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, a, a player and a partner, one ball, and we're passing it back and forth to each other. That's a good way to work on technique. That's a good way to help with beginners. But if you have more experienced players, now let's let's put them in different situations. Let's even though this is a drill where we're working on catching and shooting, I'm still going to coach the passer. I'm still going to coach them and let them know where this pass needs to be, when they need to pass it, you know, how much they need to put on the pass so, so we can really focus, focus in on that. All right, so now, number three, passing versus pressure, or a.k.a. passing versus a defense. Uh, the player got to understand footwork now because typically, so here's what, I, here's what I teach my players. When you're being pressured, you're actually pressured with your feet, right? When, when you're playing defense and you're trying to pressure the other, your opponent, you're pressuring them with your feet. You use your hands. Your feet put you in a position to use your hands, but you don't pressure with your hands. You pressure with your feet. And being able to... Um, you know, stay close to that offensive player, being able to take away angles, being able to, you know, really apply pressure. You know, so you can't apply pressure with your hands if your feet are not in the correct position. Okay, so to combat that or to counter that, then I tell the, the offense, you have to get outside of those defenders feet to be able to make passes against that pressure. You have to understand how to pivot against that pressure to be able to make passes to your teammates. All right. So when you are being pressured, and let's say you've picked your dribble up, the first thing that you probably want to do is you have to make some type of pivot. Right. If you got your if you got the pass and you're being pressured, you're going to have to pivot some way to be able to make a pass. And there's different types of pivots that you can do. After you pivot, you got to look for passing windows. And this is something I'll talk about a little bit later, but there are certain there are passing windows on that defender 
that once you pivot, you want to try to throw that ball through, and that would allow you to make to make the pass. Um, and then the last one is you got to remember to fake a pass to make a pass. Fake a pass to make a pass. Uh, you got to be able to pivot. You got to look for the five passing windows, and sometimes you're going to have to fake a pass to make a pass. So that means you may have to fake high, go low, or fake low and go high. Oh, excuse me. All right. Um, when you're working on passing versus pressure, of course, it's only going to work <laughs> if you have a defender. Now, here's, here's my view on, on uh, defense, live defense. There are a few different ways to do this. You can have a dummy defense. They just stand there. You tell them about the five passing windows. They make those passes through those windows, and then you kind of rotate them. The other one is option, optional defense, or you give the defense two options and tell them you can do this or you can do that. And it forces the offense to have to make decisions, but it's still a guided or a controlled environment. So if you have some younger players that are learning and they're picking it up, but you're not quite, you know, you're still holding their hand just a little bit, right? But they still got to be able to make that decision. So you may have a defender come up. They got the ball. Defender comes up. They put their hands up. You want that offensive player to be like, oh, I got to make a bounce pass. Boom, I make the bounce pass. Their hands are down. Then you might say, oh, okay, I need to throw the pass in the air. So, And then you got your live defender. It's just, hey, you get up there, you play defense, you try to steal it, you try to deflect the pass, and then the offensive player has got to figure it out. All right, let's keep this thing rolling. Um, So when you – and last thing on this, when you do it, you know, when you add that defender, that defender can be in a stationary situation where it's, let's say, like monkey in the middle. I'm sure y'all have heard of that drill before. It's like a two-on-one passing drill. You got two offensive players that are stationary. You got a defender that's guarding the ball. And um, uh, the offensive player has got to be able to fake and pivot and make passes. And the defensive player is trying to pivot. Oh, I'm sorry, not pivot, but trying to steal or deflect the pass. And so you can do it in a stationary situation. You can do a two-on-one where they're passing and the offense, they're running down the court. And the offense or the defensive players in between the offensive players. And they've got to pass the ball back and forth to each other. Uh, but you got to be careful with that because some players will throw these live passes. Um, so you got you to gotta load in some rules on that. And then the last one is just game situation. So you might do pick and roll. You might do... Uh, pin downs, you might do half-court drives, anything like that. So those are some good things to remember. All right, and then the last one, the last one that I have um, is in traffic, right? So, and I mentioned these at the beginning of the show, right? At the beginning of this episode, I mentioned stationary, on the move, uh, versus pressure, and then traffic, you don't necessarily have to go through all four of these in this particular order, right? You don't have to go, okay, I can do step one. We're going to do this for a week. Step two, we're going to do this for You don't have to do it that way. You can do this in, in a number of different ways. Uh, now, in traffic, and I'll give you some examples of that here in just one second. In traffic, 
is versus a double team or on a drive in a crowd. And that crowd doesn't have to be defenders. It doesn't have to be, oh, there's three defenders and you're in the lane and you're trying to pass to somebody. In a crowd could just simply mean I drive it to the basket. I got a teammate that's on the block. Their defender is coming over to help. Uh, I have a teammate in the in the corner, or I have two weak side shooters on the opposite side, and then their defenders have rotated over. So I'm in somewhat of a crowd. And so I'm not in an open space. I'm in somewhat of a crowd, and I've got to be able to deliver a pass to one of my teammates. So that's what I mean by in a crowd. But it could be against a double team. I'm double team. I'm trying to make a pass out to somebody that's open. So now I want to tell you a little bit about how you can work on these. Now, of course, you can start stationary and you can say, okay, these, I got a group of kids that doesn't know how to pass at all. So we're starting from the, from the bottom, bottom, and, that, and that's cool. But then you may have a high school group of players and you say, you know what? We just need to, you know, we're going to spend a little bit of time on just working on the fundamentals. So we're going we're gonna to do some passing drills, just some stationary passing drills to work on our technique. That's cool. But whatever, however you want to do it, it's got to be, it's, it's got to help you reach your goal, right? So if you're in season and your team is making bad passes, stationary passing is probably not going to help you quite as much. It'll help you with your technique, but, your, but it's not going to necessarily carry over to the game. So if your team is, is making, they are making bad passes, you probably need to get a defender every time they pass, right? And and it could be as simple as this. Let's say you have a drill where you got a player, you got a line at the top of the key, and you got a line in the corner. And the line in the corner are going to be your shooters. And they run to the wing, pass is made to them, catch and shoot. You can easily do that, right? Now what you can do is you can add a defender to that middle line. Have that middle line dribble to the left once or twice, change direction, and then make the pass, right? And they got to pass it on target so that player can catch and shoot. Then you can take that drill and turn it into two-on-two. You can have the on-ball defender. You can have your player in the corner with a defender. You can have one of your managers or or your coaches simulate setting a wide pin down and your ball handler can go away one or two dribbles, come back, and look to make the pass. If the on-ball defender is cheating, then he can change direction and get to the rim. But you can play it two-on-two, but you're focusing on your pass and also at the same time. All right, so I have uh, three additional passing tips for you. Uh, number one is KYP, know your personnel. When you know your personnel, you know what passes to make, when to make them, you know, you, you might know, okay, with this big, I have to make eye contact. I can't throw this big a no-look bounce pass or no-look air pass because they won't catch it. When I was in college, I had a teammate, and he would run the floor hard. But when he got to the wing at about the three-point line, it was like, it was like anything inside the three-point line, he felt like he was going to get electrocuted. And this is like 97, 98, 1997, 1998. So when he got to that, to that wing, he would go straight to the corner for the three-pointer. And I had plenty of turnovers in the beginning because I would throw it towards the basket and he'd go to the corner. 
And I kept trying to, I kept you know, getting frustrated because I'm getting turnovers because I'm throwing it for him to go shoot a layup and he's going to the corner. Well, I've, I eventually was like, okay, well, he's not going to change. I'm going to have to change because I'm, I'm, I'm big on my assist turnover ratio and he's screwing it up. So he would, so eventually I figured out, okay, he's going to run to the corner. So then I would just I would just wait for him to go to the corner. I would kick it to him, and he'd get wide-open threes. So we got to know our personnel. Who can catch? Who can't catch? Um, you know, you know uh, can they catch in traffic? Can they catch against a defender? Can they catch on the move? But here's something else, too, that's really important that I think a lot of players and coaches don't – well, a lot of things that – this is something that coaches don't teach – and this is something that players don't understand. I'm, I understand about passing to someone when they're open. But I have to realize or know if the pass that I'm making, is it going to allow them to be successful? Will it help that person be successful? So if you have a big that's underneath the basket at 6'10", and you have a player that's cutting to the basket at 5'10", you could make the pass to him, maybe, and it depends on the player. Cause that's why KYP is important. Know your personnel. That player may be smart enough and, and skilled enough to catch that ball, draw that big over, and make another pass. But if he or she is not, then if you catch that ball and they try to go up, you're not putting them in a position to be successful. So our passes also must lead to our teammates being in a position to be successful. So I think that's very important. Now, here are the five passing windows. If you have a um, defensive player that's in a position, they you know, got their feet wide, they got their arms up, there are five passing windows. That's the left and right hip, left and right shoulder, right over the top of their head. Whenever you're passing, if you can look for those five passing windows, then you'll be able to, to make some passes. Now, if you're being pressured, you have to pivot to the outside of their feet. You have to try to find a way to get outside that pressure. If if they are, if you are dribbling, you're on the move, you want to try to get outside of their arms so you can make the pass against that pressure. And then the last tip I have for you for passing is be ready to pass. Be ready to pass. You know, so sometimes players are not ready to make a pass, and then they're a half a second slow. That allows the defense to, to recover, allow the defense to rotate or get in position. And then that pass will go from uh, being able to get to your teammate to being tipped, being deflected, or being stolen. So we got to be ready to pass. All right, so now real quick, uh, this is what I'm going to close out with. I just got some catching tips. I think it's really important for players to be able to catch. And coaches out there, we have to teach players how to catch the basketball. A lot of these kids nowadays are specializing in sports at a very early age and they're not playing you know football during football season basketball during basketball then going out playing uh baseball in in the summer they're not playing basketball um you know and two three other sports at the same time so a lot of kids are just focusing on one sport so they are not developing some other skills that can flow over into basketball, if that makes sense. So if I'm used to catching a football, even though my hand placement may be different, 
But if I develop the ability to catch a football, if I develop the ability to catch a baseball, that hand-eye coordination, understanding hand placement, understanding how to gather the ball will help me in basketball. And so, you know, they're, they're not learning that on their own, so we have to make sure that we give them the tips to be successful. So uh, the first thing I like to teach them is hand placement. A lot of the younger players will try to catch the ball, what I call alligator mouth, where their left hand, uh, they extend out their left hand and their palm is up. And then as the ball comes, they show their right palm and then they bring their two arms together like they're closing the mouth. I call it alligator mouth. Uh, but I tell players to have their hands ready to shoot. Doesn't matter where you catch the ball, where you are on the floor, I want your hands ready to shoot at all times. Uh, number two, they got to have strong hands, must be able to catch good and bad passes with one or two hands. Now, I know with some of the younger players, they're not going to be able to catch basketballs with one hand. And when I say one hand, I don't necessarily mean they're catching it and palming it with one hand, but a pass may come, they're able to, to gather it and bring it to their to their other hand. So when I say a one-handed catch, that's that's really what I mean. Uh, number three, must be able to catch passes outside your frame. So just like I said earlier, the frame is shoulder to shoulder, hip to hip, and there's in a perfect world, yes, we'll hit that frame every time, perfect passing. But there are going to be times when the pass is up high. It's going to be by your ear. It's going to be by your knee. It's going to be down by your ankles. It's going to be outside your body. We still want to be able to catch those passes. And then number four, catch and be on balance is important. We have to be able to catch and shoot. You have to be able to catch and dribble. And players have to be able to catch and pass. So when you catch the ball, can you catch it and be on balance? Right? Can that player run and catch that ball and be on balance? Can that player catch that ball and shoot? Can the player catch and then get right into a dribble? Can the player catch it and then throw another pass? Like, those are the things they have to be able to do. And I think those are really important. There are different ways that you can drill that. Or if you don't come up with a particular drill for it, there are certain things that you can emphasize that help players be able to do those, those skills and those techniques. Okay. All right. So that's all I got for you today. Um, season six, episode number 28, ball handling, uh, focusing on passing and catching. I appreciate everybody listening in today on the show. Um, you can follow me on social media at NBNBball. I am on Twitter, Instagram, and Clubhouse. Uh, I think you, I don't know how you search it. Uh, maybe you search by by the handle at NB, at NBN B-Ball or by the name TJ Jones. Also, you can follow the SDP podcast on Twitter. It's at SDP underscore podcast. Uh, we do have a we do have a Twitter account for the podcast. Um, check out my website, tjonesfirm.com. That's T-J-O-N-E-S firm, F-I-R-M dot com. And it has all the information about services and, and information about me. Um, you can also email me. If you have any questions about anything regarding skill development, um, or if you have any questions about some services I may offer, send an email to info at tjonesfirm.com. Uh, now, if you have a quick question or a comment, 
you can shoot me a DM on, on Twitter, Instagram, um, or you can send me an email. However you want to do it, it's perfectly fine with me. I pretty much check my email every day. Um, I always I got my notifications on for my Twitter and Instagram. So if I get a direct message, then then I will I will respond. Uh, but here is something I also want to share with you: um, a customized skill development program for teams. If you coach a team, middle school, AAU, rec league, high school, college, professional, and you are wanting something to add to your skill development then I, I, I have something I think that you will, that you will benefit from. Um, it's a customized skill development program. We talk about everything from your philosophy, your mission, your, your core values. Um, I have information in there on you know, your culture and your standards, your expectations, player expectations, coaching expectations, information on dribbling, shooting, passing, and it also helps get you organized, right? So it helps get you organized. Um, I, I recently did one for a, a high school program here in town, and and they've been they 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 love it. They've been going on and on about it. Uh, they're really excited about what it can do for their program. So if this is something that you're interested in, shoot me an email info at tjonesfirm.com. I can see some information on it. We can discuss it. Uh, we might even hop on a video call and I kind of show you exactly what to expect with that. So that is it for today's show. I appreciate everybody that came on. Until next time, thank you and God bless.